All right. Good morning. Y'all have a uh, y'all have a seat. Morning. <clears throat> morning. Y'all have a seat this morning. Uh, we're so glad y'all are here. Um, my name is Robert Boyd. I'm uh, one of the trustees here at the Springs, and um, we are so glad y'all are here to celebrate between Christmas and New Year's. All right. Now I know there's two groups I want to recognize today. One. Typically, kids that are uh, below junior high are not in here, and you're here today, and we are so glad you are here. So thanks so much for being here, kids. The other group I want to recognize is if you are a child care worker, you have the day off today, and we are so thankful that you uh, serve us throughout the entire year as you keep track of these kids during the rest of the year. We are so glad you're here. Thank you. Breathe deep. And uh, that's right. And, uh, and just relax, all right? Now, listen, uh, my wife and I, we have five kids, all right? So we have an 18-year-old, a 17-year-old, a 16-year-old tomorrow, a 10-year-old, and an 8-year-old, all right? I understand what we're entering into right now, all right? This is going to be a, uh, a quick, fun service that I think will hopefully... Uh, will launch us into 2020, okay? But the, the, what we've titled the service is called uh, The Tendency to Forget, okay? The Tendency to Forget. All right, now listen, when you have older kids, if you have older kids that are teenagers, you understand that the only time you talk to them is usually after 10 p.m. That's when they start talking, all right? If you have younger kids, you understand that they wake up at, only on Saturdays, at 5.30 in the morning, all right? So what that means is that Kelly and I, we never sleep, all right, which lends itself to us forgetting more than we'd ever remember, all right? But the, uh, the idea behind the tendency to forget, we're going to look at a scripture today in Joshua 3, but to set the stage for, to prove my point, hopefully, is uh, we're going to play a little game here, all right? And so there are uh, two volunteers that I've uh, voluntold this morning, okay, and uh, I'm actually going to bring them up here right now. They are Alice Meyer and Fred Librand. Come on up. Fred and, Fred and Alice, come on up here, all right? Hey, we're glad you all are here. Hey, come on, come on up here. Y'all come up on stage, all right? Hey, is this on here? There it is now. Okay. Now, what we're going to do here, uh, if this is Alice and this is Fred... Okay, and Alice was totally ready to work with kids this morning. We're so glad you're here, all right? So what we're going to do is we're going to play a little trivia game, all right? And these are all things, questions that you have heard before. I guarantee you've heard before, okay? No, you know this information. It is somewhere in your head, all right? But we're going to do a little competition here, and uh, the winner gets a $20 gift card to Chick-fil-A. This is gold right here, all right? So... Uh, what we're going to do is this is going to be, uh, we have 12 questions, very, very quick questions. And the, the, uh, the category is state capitals. Oh, <laughs> All right, there's, there's no cussing on stage here, right? All right. Uh, state capitals, all right? Now, what we're going to do is we're going to start with Alice, ask Alice one of the state capitals, go to Fred, back and forth, and I need you all to keep track of who's winning up here, all right? Okay, the winner gets what? A $20 gift card to Chick-fil-A. All right, so the tendency to forget. All right, so Alice, you're up first. Is that working? 
Hello. Yes, yeah. it is. All right. All right. The first one, Alice. All right. We're going to start out. Yeah, good luck. The first one, we're going to start easy. Alice, the first one is Texas. Austin. Hey, Woo! way to go. Wait, is Texas a state? <laughs> I thought we were. It's a nation, maybe. Yeah. All right. Uh, the next one, all right, Fred, for you. They had a rough day yesterday, Oklahoma. Cheer for me. Oklahoma's a state, too. <laughs> uh, I think it's Oklahoma City. That's, what I That's correct. Oklahoma City. That's correct. All right. Hey, hey, no hints for the peanut gallery. All right. Oh, please. I need okay. It. All right. Next one. Here we go. Staying in the southeast. All right. Louisiana. Okay. I want to say Baton Rouge, but that is, that, is that your final answer? Well, that may be the only city I know. <laughs> oh, there is New Orleans. Hey, Fred. Thank you. Okay, okay I think that sounds more like... No, it's not Ruston. I do know Ruston. That's where the university is. I'm going to go with New Orleans. Ooh. Oh, shoot. The answer Should... is Baton Rouge. Oh. Fred, look at this guy. This guy... Did you do that on purpose? Of course he did. If it was Starbucks, I'd cheat more. <laughs> All right, here we go. So it's one to one. Next one is, no, you don't. Uh, the next one is Arkansas. That would be Little Rock, it's gotta be. That's correct, Little Rock, all right. So it's two to one, Fred, all right. Okay, now we get to the tough ones. Oh, <laughs> All right, the next one is uh, Maine. <laughs> it is not Kenny Bunkport. Um, Portland. It is not Portland. It is uh, Augusta. 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 Right, anybody know that? Anybody know, know Augusta? That's gone. All right, one person. There you go. All right. Really? All right. Uh, all right. Fred, next one for you is, oh, man, Mississippi. Let's see. Mississippi. That's next to Alabama. I know that one. So, the question's not, not Alabama. It is. I guess it's maybe Oxford. Right. It's oh, not right. Oxford. It is Jackson, Jackson, Mississippi. Jackson, Mississippi. If you listen to any kind of pop music, you hear that. All right. So it's it. still two to one. All right. Here we go. You know, you Next. need a fifth grader up here. <laughs> Next one. Here we go. Is uh, North Dakota. Oh, my goodness. Uh, <laughs> Can you give me initials? <laughs> I cannot. All right. You got three seconds. All right. She passes. The answer is, is anybody know? Bismarck. Bismarck. Bismarck, all right. Oh, see, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. once I said it? Say okay. anything. If yeah. you say nothing, you have no chance. Oh, all right. Okay. Okay. Uh, all right. Next one is North Carolina. North Carolina. Uh, let's see. Raleigh. That's correct. Way to go. All right, three to one. All right. Robert, this is torture for me. <laughs> yeah, but I know, isn't it great? All right. <laughs> this is but terrible. Look at how much work okay. those do for you. Uh, okay, here we go. Last two. South Dakota. <laughs> Who just said, oh my gosh? Charleston? Uh, it's not Charleston. <laughs> it is, that, that's the capital of West Virginia, though. All right, and um, that is Pierre. Anybody know that one? What? Pierre, yeah, South Dakota. I've never heard of that. Okay, and last one. You've already won, Fred, but there's just a slam dunk right Come here. On. Come on, you can do it. South Carolina. South Carolina. That would be... Uh, Charleston, I give up. 
Columbia. Does anybody know Columbia, South Carolina? All right. Hey, let's go to these two, Fred. Congratulations. Way to go. I don't eat chicken. Hey, way to go, y'all. Watch, watch your step there. There you go. Hey, good job. Hey, the reason that we did that little fun little exercise right there is, uh, is really everyone in here, when you hear state capitals, if you're above junior high, you kind of in your mind think, I know the state capitals. I know every one of those state capitals. All right? But you start going through it, you start realizing, I've forgotten most of those state capitals. Because you're going good on Texas, California, you get into Mississippi and Alabama and these other cities, these other states down there, and you're going, holy cow, I forgot all these, all these things. Because as a people, um, we tend to forget, okay? So what we're going to do is uh, we're going to look at a passage out of Joshua 3 and 4 this morning. But what I want to do is, uh, hey, kids, I'm glad you're here. We're going to do a brief history of how we get to where Joshua 3 is. Joshua 3, the Israelites are on the bank of the Jordan River, okay? Jordan River is at flood stage. It's flowing like mad right now, okay? Not, well, it's right now, but in our story as well, okay? And so what happens is that Israel, this nation, has come out of uh, slavery in Egypt. They have wandered for 40 years. Moses, who led them out of, out of Egypt and has led them for 40 years, he dies off, and a young man named Joshua steps into his spot, and Joshua is there on the banks of the Jordan River, and God has told them, across the Jordan River is the promised land that I've promised to give y'all, to give this nation here, okay? And so if y'all want to turn to Joshua 3, okay? Joshua 3. And we're going to look at uh, the promise God makes and this is verses uh, 9 through 13, okay? So if you have your Bible, Joshua chapter 3, 9 through 13. So Joshua told the Israelites, Come and listen to what the Lord your God says. Today you will know that the living God is among you. He will surely drive out the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Hivites, the Perizzites, the Girgashites, Amorites, and Jebusites ahead of you. Look, the Ark of the Covenant, which belongs to the Lord of the whole earth, will lead you across the Jordan River. Now choose between, choose 12 men from the tribes of Israel, one from each tribe. The priests will carry the Ark of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth. As soon as their feet touch the water, the flow of water will be cut off upstream and the river will stand up like a wall. Okay? That's the promise that God is making to Israel. And they were sneaking up to the promised land right here, all right? So God has said, all right, and have you all ever seen a river that's just flowing like mad, okay? And uh, God says, hey, when you see the priests carrying the Ark of the Covenant, they're going to walk in there. As soon as their foot touches the water, the water is going to stop upstream, and it's going to just be like a wall right there, and you will be able to walk across the Jordan River on dry, on dry land. That's the promise that God makes, Okay? That's a pretty cool promise. If you were in New Braunfels and you saw, and you saw the, Guadalupe, the Guadalupe River just stopped one day, all of a sudden it's just without a dam, it's just stopped right there, I think you'd probably put that on Instagram and tell your friends saying, you won't believe what's happening right now, but that's what God has promised, all right? Now, if you're a, if you're a priest, all right, he's all right, he's all right. If, you, if you're a priest and you're being commanded to do what? Hey, just set your foot inside the river there and you'll see it stop, all right? Now, if I'm a priest, I'm going, I don't know about this, Lord. You know, you're asking me to just put my foot in there and see the water stop. Okay, let's try it, all right? 
So they, by faith, go forward. So God's promise is that the, the guys carrying the Ark of the Covenant is going to hit the river, the river will stop, and Israel is going to dr- walk across on dry ground, dry ground. All right. So I want you to flip over now to uh, Joshua 4, and we're going to read verses 1 through 7. So this is God's promises and God's faithfulness. God's promise is what he will do. God's faithfulness is what he did. Okay? So here we go. Verse 1 of chapter 4. When all the people had crossed the Jordan, so it stopped, the people crossed over, the Lord said to Joshua, now choose 12 men, one from each tribe. Tell them, take 12 stones from the very place where the priests are standing in the middle of the Jordan. Carry them out and pile them up at the place where you, where, where you will camp tonight. So Joshua called together the 12 men he had chosen, one from each of the tribes of Israel. He told them, go into the middle of the river, in front of the ark of the Lord, your God. Each of you must pick up one stone and carry it out on your shoulder, 12 stones in all, one for each of the tribes of Israel. Now this is important, y'all listen to this. We will use these stones to build a memorial. In the future, your children will ask you, What do these stones mean? Then you can tell them. They remind us that the Jordan River stopped flowing when the Ark of the Lord's Covenant went across. These stones will stand as a memorial among the people of Israel forever. Now, the stones we're talking about are not these little stones like this, okay? The stones we're talking about, they say they put them on their shoulder like this. They're gigantic stones, and they grab 12 of them, okay, one from each tribe, and they set them up in a little bit of a almost like a little altar right here, okay? And what's interesting is he actually references this, and he says, hey, in the future, your kids are going to ask you, what do those stones mean? How many of y'all have kids that ask inquisitive questions? Over and over and over again, all right? They ask questions like mad to the point when, you know, the comedian Michael Jr. says, don't you know anything? Hey, thank you. Appreciate that. All right, so they ask him to get these uh, stones like this and set them up, okay? Set these stones up so that they will be a memorial forever. Why? Because we have a tendency to forget, all right? Now, the reason I want to focus on this passage here, okay, is because we're entering the end of 2019, okay? In 2019, whenever that happens, we have a tendency to look backwards on 2019 and say, what were the high points? Right now, you can go on your uh, phone, you could Google up top 10 lists of anything you want to find, okay? And they're always talking about what's happened in 2019, But those things that they're talking about, those top 10 lists, they really don't mean much at all. These stones meant something to the people of Israel. And what do they mean? There was a day that God promised that he would stop the Jordan River. He promised that you would walk across on dry land. He promised that you would take out all these people that were inhabiting the promised land. He promised all these things would occur. And what these remind us of is that God keeps his promises. Here's some promises I want to give you all that God gives us from his word, okay? Uh, here's a couple of one. God promises us to us salvation, John 3, 16. God promises forgiveness of sin, 1 John 1, 9. God promises he will never leave us or forsake us, Hebrews 13, 5. He promises he'll be with us wherever we go. Joshua 1.9, he promises peace that surpasses understanding. Philippians 4, 6, and 7, he promises he'll meet every one of our needs. Matthew 6, 31 through 33, 
He promised that he'll give us good gifts. Matthew 7. He promises to give rest to the weary. Matthew 11. He promises the abundant life. John 10.10. He promises that he'll answer prayer. Mark 11.24. The problem with us is that we we can look at those promises. The problem is we live in a way that we forget those promises. We live in a way where so often something happens and we think, is God gonna show up this time? And the reason God says, hey, get some stones and set those things up is because I want you to remember, I promise something and I'll be faithful to my promises. That's why he wants the people of Israel to set up these stones so they'll remember God promised something and his faithfulness occurred. Now, why does that matter for us today? Because God's promises are still happening today. God's promises are still there, and so often we forget that. Okay? At the end of the year, here's some questions I'd like you to, um, to write down. Okay? We did this uh, with, uh, with my family this week. Um, so we've had, 2019 has been a rough year for the Boyd family. Okay? Uh, the last time I preached here at the Springs, I just, we just talked about my, uh, my mother-in-law had just been diagnosed with a real rare disease, and then she passed November 10th. It was that quick, okay? Those are the things that happened in 2019 that I'll never forget, okay? But this past week, because of the rough year that, that our family had, we just took the seven of us, my wife and I and our five kids, and we just went and hid out at a lake house for four days. No extended family, no in-laws, no cousins, no aunts and uncles, and it was glorious. <laughs> because we didn't do anything. We did some puzzles, we talked, and these are some of the questions that I asked my kids as they reflected on 2019. What was the high of 2019, what was your absolute high of the entire year that you had, okay? Each of my kids gave me their high that they had for 2019. Another question to ask, what was your low for 2019? And for us, it was outside of losing Graham, what was your low? And our kids wrote those things down, and I've written them down so I can remember those things. Here's a fun question to ask. Uh, This is your family, your kids, your community group. What made you laugh the hardest this past year? That's a great question because it brings up great memories of what's gone on. What made you cry this past year? What's something that caused you to cry this past year? And those questions, you write those things down and you start memorializing those things and you do that year after year after year and you start seeing what? You start seeing these promises that we laid out that God has given us and you see the faithfulness that he has, that he will come through for those promises. He will come through because he promises those things and he's a faithful God. Final question. What did God teach you this past year? What's some major thing that God taught you this past year? When we were singing, Sarah said, you know, it's, 2019 could have been a rough year. God can teach us those things through uh, through hard times in our life. But the, the application here 
okay, and this is high application, is that stones like this, you can get these and you can put these in your house and you can, someone will come by and say, uh, hey, why do you have a stone in your house here? And you say, hey, God was faithful. In 2019, my high was this. 2019, this is my low. In 2019, he taught me this lesson. You could even take these stones and you could get a Sharpie and you could write something down there. Write down answers to your questions. What was my high? What was my low? What made me laugh the hardest? What made me cry? What did God teach me? And you can set those aside throughout your house as a reminder of what God has done. Because we have God's promises and we have God's faithfulness. What he will do and what he has done. And when you start building on those things, and I want to, and kids, this is for you as well. Kids, you can do this as well. You pick up these stones. Don't, I mean, don't use them as projectiles. Don't throw them at somebody, all right? But you can write these things down as well. What did God teach me this year? When I had those conversations with our kids about 2019, it was really insightful, and it led to great conversations that, that we built on. And we sat around for over Christmas dinner just talking through what was your high and low for the entire year. And I got to learn more from my kids during that time. And I got to learn that they are growing in Christ. And man, as a father, there's no better gift than to hear your kids say, this is what God taught me this past year. In the highs and the lows, this is what he taught me. So as an application, when you, uh, as you're walking out today, we have a basket, a couple of baskets back here. And there's stones like this, all right, in those baskets, all right? I'd encourage every family to grab one stone. We also have a couple of um, Sharpies back there. You can write down, you know, qu answer those questions. What was your high? What was your low? What made you laugh the hardest? What made you cry? And then most importantly, what did God teach you in 2019? And then take that home and put it in a prominent place. Because just like in Joshua 4, your kids, your friends, your relatives will come by your house and they'll say, what's this pile of stones for? And you can go back and say, God was faithful in 2019. These were his promises, and this was his faithfulness, okay? I told you it was going to be a quick time today because I've got five kids as well, and two of them are, well, anyway, I got, I got five kids, all right? And what I want you to, to recognize is this, is take some time this morning, grab a stone, get, grab around your family, get your family around and say, hey, what was, our, what was our high in 2019? What was our low in 2019? Write those things down with a Sharpie. Put that in a prominent place in your house, and you can rely on that. And people will ask you, what does that mean? Just like they did in Joshua 4 here, okay? So we got stones in the back. Josh, uh, Jonathan, are they, are they placed out there? Okay, so they're, they're placed out there. And what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna pray for us, okay? I want you to take your stones, okay? There's stones back here. Grab one for a family. You don't have to write anything on it, but just take it and then talk about that. Use that as an opportunity to talk with your family, talk with your community group, talk with your friends about what this stone represents and God's faithfulness and God's promises, all right? Let me pray for us. Father, we thank you for this morning. Lord, we thank you for all these uh, families that are here. Lord, I love the uh, hearing our uh, kids. They are... Um, I love hearing the noises of our kids because it means they're sitting here uh, with their families learning about uh, God's truths, God's promises, and God's faithfulness. Lord, I thank you for what the Springs uh, has meant to my family. 
Lord, I thank you how you've ministered to my family through this body. Lord, I thank you for all the faces I see out here of people that uh, have come to know you more in 2019. You've taught them things through 2019. Lord, I thank you that you've been faithful in the highs and the lows of 2019. Lord, I thank you that we can, uh, we can remember what you've done because we are forgetful people. We have a tendency to forget. And you, we might be faithless, but you are faithful, and we thank you for that. Lord, we love you. We thank you, Lord. We thank you that we can look back in 2019 and recognize you were faithful. We pray these things in Christ's name. Amen.